Hello? Hi. Have you ever listened to the Rainbow Nation podcast? Not at all. What's that? Oh, it's about two best friends who created a podcast and they wanted to interview queer people from all over the North and other parts of Canada. That sounds amazing. How can I access this unique podcast? You can find it on iTunes. iTunes? What if I don't like iTunes? Then you can find it on Podbean. Podbean? What's that? No, okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! (laughs) You were muted now, Shift. Oh, Oh, oops. Come up here sometime and we can go fishing. Yeah, I'm down. Like, seriously, no, May, that, I'm still waiting for you guys to give me the, the dates. Oh. May 20th, 24th. When are the dates? Okay, I will get back to you tomorrow. I'm writing that down on my to-do list. Perfect. Okay, so um, welcome to the Rainbow Nation podcast. It is, is it recording? I'm just making sure it's recording. Yay. Yay, it's recording. We are here with Chanel. And obviously, Christine. Hello, Chanel from Soji123. Hi, Christine and Russell. How are you? Doing very well, very warm on this super cold day. Is it really cold there? It's minus 14 here. Is it really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Uh, it is cold for Vancouver, so it's, it's minus four, so everybody is freezing and complaining <laughs> and chilly, but I, I understand that most of the rest of Canada thinks that's a joke, so. <laughs> yeah, considering it's like, what is it, like that hardcore Arctic, or, no, what is it? Polar vortex. Yes. Vortex. Yes. Yes. Which is crazy. Yeah, we. We have a polar vortex light. <laughs> <laughs> I would say ultra light. Ultra light. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, ultra light. Well, this weekend I was in minus 30 weather in Smithers. Mm. And I realized that is very, very cold. Yeah. And driving home and watching the temperature go up was <laughs> like going to the tropics. <laughs> That coastal life, man, it's worth it. It is. (laughs) So we have you on today um, to talk about Soji123. I know a lot about Soji. I know you do too. But could you tell us what Soji123 is? Sure. Uh, Soji123 is a... Uh, It's a website and it's a toolkit to help educators in BC and Alberta and hopefully the entire country and the world and the universe um, create safe and inclusive schools for kids and staff, no matter uh, their sexual orientation or gender identity. Super awesome initiative. Um, How many districts participate? Uh, so in BC, we have 59 out of 60 districts participate. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which is, yeah, it's exciting. We just got our 59th uh, last week. So we're super, and it's from up north where you guys are. Bulkley Valley just joined us. Oh, yay. Yay, wow. Bulkley Valley. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 59. Uh, and I probably should know the number in Alberta. I'm going to say six. Uh, but we're in like pilot testing uh, stage in Alberta, so that's cool. why it's so small. Mm-hmm. 
So what are the kind of things that Soji um, or the website or your role, like what can you do for districts or what do you facilitate? So the project Soji123 is, um, it's, it's got a lot of things to it. So it helps districts figure out kind of what to do with their policies and best practices to create um, policies that are respectful and inclusive of gender minorities and sexual minorities. And then we also have this kind of environments piece, uh, which means making school buildings, physical plant, classrooms, things like that, inclusive for learners. Mm-hmm. Um, again, around sexual orientation and gender identity. And then the final thing that we do is we provide resources. So that uh, can look like a whole bunch of things. So we have we have videos, we have ProD, and we've got videos that are like five minutes. Um, and you can just have like a little chat with your colleagues uh, watching this five minute ProD video. We also have um, modules, learning modules that are 40 minutes or 90 minutes that have a video, a PowerPoint, and a facilitator's guide. And the PowerPoint is adjustable and adaptable based on whoever wants to use it. So you've got those five-minute learning bursts and then 40 and 90-minute learning modules. And then we also have lesson plans that are created and curated by BC educators. So we are, we're kind of a little bit of everything. Right. I love the the five minute videos. Um, I've I've been on the website quite a bit, and I've been watching some of the videos. But um, I don't know how I missed this video. But today, I posted on our Facebook Globe page, so our for our Gay Straight Alliance. But it was Kyle and Lau were on one of the videos, and they have been up to Prince Rupert quite a bit. So I posted mm-hmm, that yeah. and. A few parents reacted to that. Um, but the five-minute conversation videos are awesome. We were looking at them today in, in our office and having some talks about it and then moving into the lesson plan. So super cool. Yeah, I'm glad you like them. And we, I'm like so excited. We have a longer video that's 12 minutes, which is our longest video. I know 12 minutes is a lot of time. <laughs> um, but it's on intersectionality and it's our brand new like just released um, a couple days ago. And so that one is for, it's on the BC Educator website. It's not on the Alberta mm-hmm. one yet, but it will be. And that one's all about kind of taking up intersectionality as educators in your classroom or in your district. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what is intersectionality for? What a, what a great question, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> so intersectionality is... Um, Uh, It's a a concept that was uh, created by or kind of named by Kimberly Crenshaw, who is an American legal scholar. And so she um, named the reality of specifically black women uh, who face kind of layers of oppression or and layers of identity. And so how uh, for Kimberly Crenshaw, she was talking about how black women faced sexism just like white women or any other kind of woman in our culture but they also face racism um, just like men who are black or other men of color but that where those two uh, identities intersect there's kind of this really uh, unique 
experience of the world and really unique experience of oppression. So that's um, that's where intersectionality came from. Wow. We're actually going to be talking about it um, at our GSA this week. I I want to go through the the lesson plan and the PowerPoint um, at our lunchtime meeting and just hear what the kids think about it and what they have to say. I think it'll be really, really good. So I think the videos are awesome. Have you had a lot of parents react to the videos or what's the feedback you're getting on them? We haven't actually had a ton of parent pushback on our videos because our videos are either for educators or for parents. So we do have parent videos and a parent module as well with that same kind of PowerPoint facilitator guide video um, combination. So we, you know, where there has been some community pushback against SOGI123 as a tool, the videos are definitely not something that, that people have um, mm-hmm have objected to. What does the pushback look like? Um, I think a lot of the pushback comes from just not understanding what we're trying to do uh, mm-hmm. as BC educators when it comes to SOGI inclusive education. Mm-hmm. And so there are questions about, you know, is my child too young for this? Um, what exactly are you teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity? Uh, how do I, how do I, as a parent, um, instill my personal or religious values um, when they might not line up with what the laws of British Columbia say? So, you know, people aren't vicious in any way; they're just curious, which is great because right. curiosity is a great starting point for learning. Yeah, good, like a an open, respectful dialogue, you would say. Yeah, for the most part. That's good. So how does a safe place or safe atmosphere, you know, how does it look for you? I, I imagine you go to quite a few schools around the province. Can you describe or talk about some of the school settings that you've seen that have been really safe and, and open or just so our listeners can get an idea? I think one of the first things, because I'm I'm queer, and one of the first things I notice as a queer person entering a school to let me know I'm safe is the environment, like the physical environment, the visuals that are up. So are there, um, you know, posters and stickers, visual representation of different kinds of queer bodies and queer relationships? Like when I walk in the door, is there a little rainbow sticker mm-hmm. or... Like if I go in the library, is there a little um, display of queer friendly books or books that um, have uh, characters who or authors who are sexual or gender minorities that shows me immediately that Mm -hmm. I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Also things like um, policy uh, that in the code of conduct, do the kids know in, you know, if we're talking about safety for students, do the students know what's expected of them around um, harassment or bullying uh, for sexual orientation and gender identity? Do the staff know what the policy is and how to implement the curriculum in really tangible ways? Like I think those things and, and things like a little place where a tribe can be if you're a kid, like the GSA Mm -hmm. that you're talking about, you know, showing that intersectionality video 
and talking about how sexual orientation and gender identity are part of our intersecting identities. Like that, the fact that that exists means that people are thinking about people who are in minoritized statuses and that's already a step towards safety. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, even for for me when I'm walking into a building or um, a school, if I see that rainbow sticker or the classroom, mm-hmm. I remember when we started putting the rainbow stickers in our high school, just the effect it had on the kids, like they knew where they were welcome. And mm-hmm. it, it still really speaks to me. Like I, mm-hmm. even when I'm in Vancouver or bigger centers, if I see that rainbow sticker, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. they're okay with me being in here. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like around Prince Rupert with um, the safe space, safe place. It's um, it is kind of um, revealing who doesn't, who don't have that. Yeah, who doesn't have it in their <laughs> yeah right in their it's, building. And, and you kind of want to want to know why don't they have that or some you know something where it's um, a little more. It, it opens up much more questions about safety. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. Like another example was um, I dropped my son off at the Civic Center and it's taken a while to get the safe place stickers there. But I think the conversation was happening. Um, But we drove by the other day and he was in the car and he's like, oh, he's like, mom, look, he's like, they've got the rainbow. They've got the rainbow (laughs) sticker. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, check all the doors. So (laughs) he went to the pool, checked there, went to the, you know, the (laughs) opening to the gymnasium and. And then he was kind of going around. He's like, yeah, yeah, they've got it. So I think all of those little signs and symbols. Russell's dog is a part of the podcast today. You can probably hear him running around. Um, That's Cooper. Oh, he's so cute. Hi, Cooper. He's like, I don't know who's talking to me. So, yeah, I I think it's really important. So that's cool. Um, have there been any gigantic obstacles? Like, have you had schools say, we're having trouble getting our staff on board? Or um, I know, for example, in our community, we haven't launched fully into the elementary schools yet. And I think that's just because we're still working on it and we're bringing teachers on board. But have you experienced a giant obstacle we we have experienced some obstacles, but I wouldn't call them giant. Uh, they're definitely, you know, different schools and different districts and different people are in different places, right? So mm-hmm. we're starting um, almost from scratch with some people or some schools or some districts and some um, and some educational bodies are way far ahead. So there's been some community opposition from um, some fairly vocal but very small uh, fringe groups, um, especially around the trustee election. Mm -hmm. So most of the reactions or the reactionary stories come out of those community groups that aren't necessarily connected to schools. But, I mean, I'm not disheartened when a teacher or a school is taking slowly to this mm-hmm. because inclusion 
it has to be, it has to mean something, right? And so that often means you have to go on a journey. You have to walk through some fire. You have to ask questions. And I would much rather schools or districts have those tough conversations, take that time to really understand what does it mean for us to be inclusive and how do we do it and why do we do it? Yeah. Take that time to do that because otherwise, you know, yes, I feel like excited when I see a rainbow sticker when I go into a school, but if there's no meaning behind that, yeah. then that's just, you know, just that's just kind of, yeah, disloyal, yeah. almost that's not the right word, but you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's no truth behind it and I would rather there be truth behind it. Right. You you were talking about like uh, the the video lengths, you know, five minute and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do or do certain videos have more impact or have more? Um, I don't know what I'm trying to ask here, but do like do the more lengths? Views. I'm sorry. <laughs> more views. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, do do you find like um, the shorter ones are had kind of uh, play to more? To more attention spans or less attention spans? That kind That's of a good question. I'm going to bring up our stats right now. And <laughs> we love stats. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me a millisecond here. Yeah, no worries. We have to do our twenties. Silence out <laughs> at the end of this podcast. So. What do you have to do? We do Quending, which is queer trending, and it's the latest news on on the gender and sexual orientation spectrum. Yeah. And we just talk about pop culture. Mm. Like, I can do the first Quending while we're waiting for your stats. Okay, what is it? Um, the L word is coming back, which super exciting for this girl. <laughs> Um, no way. Yeah, breaking news. So looks like Jennifer Beals is coming back. Oh, wow. And they are going to be bringing back some characters. Um, I'm not too sure if it's going to be filmed in Vancouver, but I hope it is. And they are going to introduce characters across the sexual and gender spectrum and explore different neighborhoods throughout L.A. That's awesome. Hashtag Vancouver. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Is that where it was filmed previously? Russell. Yes. What? I have yeah, no it idea. Was, it was taped at, among other places, JJ Bean on Commercial Drive. Wow. That was like the, first, the first season. I'm, I might have been a fan in my young 20s. My <laughs> 20s. I might have owned the box set. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit it. <laughs> but I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so we'll return to Quending later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> to answer your question, uh, the learning bursts are have been viewed a total of 23,500 times. Wow. And then the, yeah, so, you know, they're a little bit popular. Yeah. And that, so the learning bursts are the five-minute videos, and then the learning module videos, which are like 10-ish minutes. Um, have been viewed 10,939 times. So, yeah. And then we also have parent videos that have been viewed a lot, 7,000 times. They're more recent, uh, 7,000 times for our elementary school and 3,200 and 
50 times for our secondary school. Wow. So, okay, so, so, I didn't, so, so anyone who's, like, curious listening, who's like, where can I see this? What What is the actual website for? So do you yeah, so you, you can actually go to, um, depending on where you are in the country, but if you just go to sojieducation.org, you can then choose uh, from there to go to the Alberta site or the British oh, okay. Columbia site. And then um, there's also a parent site. So it depends on what you're looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're a British Columbia educator or a, an Alberta educator, you can just go to like bc.sogeeducation.org uh, slash prod, P-R-O dash D. I should probably know that off the top of my head. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Definitely going to need it. Definitely going to need to need edit that one out. <laughs> I think, though, the five-minute videos, like, I mean, that they have the most views, but I, I think you're kind of right there. Like, they're quick and easy. You can take a look. Yeah. And then today, you know, that five-minute video we watched sparked a 20-minute conversation. So right. I, I think those conversations are really good to be yeah. having in the workplace, no matter where you are. And and especially for parents, um, to be able to look at, at different videos, I think, is hugely important. For sure. Yeah. Um, so Can I give you the website? Can I tell you that I was right about the website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> org slash pro dash D or just go to sojieducation.org. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what have you um, learned in your role this year? Like I, I think it's almost been a year you've been in the role. Uh, I started in August, so however long that ago that was, an eternity, one eternity ago. <laughs> <laughs> what have you taken so far that has been um, your aha moment or or tell us what it's looked like for you? Well, I definitely have learned a fair amount of patience in this role um, because... I, because you are working with people who are coming from um, inclusion from very different places, mm-hmm. right? And my my world is quite uh, um, quite progressive, and honestly, like lesbians love me. My whole life is just full of queers. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> what what I've been learning is how to work with allies, and some allies are just so into it like just mm-hmm. willing to listen willing to um, shine a spotlight on marginalized voices and experiences just ready to learn and then some allies are new to allyship right. new to the idea of allyship as action yeah. uh, and so it's been kind of fun but also kind of uh, challenging sometimes to help people move along in their journey. Right. Mm-hmm. However, they are all moving towards inclusion. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> so would you say um, you've, you yourself, you've, you've, you've grown, like has, has your view changed or wavered or some, something to allyship or to, um, like your opinions or views on 
I don't know what <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like, have have you aside from patience? Have you like has your view been grown? <laughs> Oh my god! I can't even speak today. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll, I'll say this. Okay. I will. This is this is what I've learned about allyship in this role. Uh, I've learned that allyship is um, is a title that like ally is a title that people want to take on. Mm-hmm. They want to be allies. They want to do the right thing, and they want to be the right kind of person. Yeah. And. Uh, I used to be quite free with the word ally, you know, like you're an ally. If you want to be an ally, like if you think you're an ally, you're an ally. But I'm, I've realized that um, allyship is really about action and it's really a title that gets bestowed on you from the group you're trying to be an ally to. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, I have kind of moved away from everybody is an ally or everybody can be an ally. I still think everybody can be an ally, but I don't think you can just take that title and and make it your own. Otherwise you really have to be. It's just like a sticker. Yeah. It's not just, yeah. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. you can't just have that sticker and tell yourself you're done. Right. It's got to be backed up with action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I, I think, um, uh, one of the comments I get, I get a lot from running a GSA or or supporting students is some people have said to me, "Oh, you're you're looking for members, or you're trying to um, convert people," which is not what we're doing. And I think that you again, wish. yeah, that <laughs> that taps into that patience piece where yeah. you know I can't. I, I don't get offended. It's it's offensive. But when I'm explaining to people who don't understand what a gay-straight alliance is or being an ally, you know, when you sit down and talk about our differences, differences and our views, they realize, okay, you're not converting people. Like, you're here to support people, and that's what we do. That's the right. biggest role we take. Um and educating ourselves, like I've learned a lot too, you know, about just knowing all the the terms which change all the time, right. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of keeping up with the trends. So I agree, there is a lot of patience. Yeah, and and I like what you said. There there is a lot of learning. Um, I was in Kamloops in December, and they had uh, they had their youth teaching the adults, the educators, the terminology mm-hmm. and using these models that I have never seen before. Wow. Like, you know, the old model of, of attraction used to be like a, a, a spectrum, right? And you might be somewhere on the spectrum and then there were multiple spectra um, of like attracted to, you know, male people and you find yourself on that one and female identified people and you find yourself on that one too. And then non-binary trans people and you find yourself on that one too. And so there used to be like this three-pronged spectra. And then the kids brought up this incredible circle model. And I was just, my mind was blown. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Because it was like that, okay, I see myself in this model. I've never seen myself or my attraction or my, you know, Wow. My, my gender identity or even my gender expression in a model that, that made sense for me. So 
um, that's a, that was really cool for me to have the kids show me this circle model of, um, it was sexual orientation in this case, mm-hmm. blew my mind. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to see these models. <laughs> <laughs> I will send them to you. Um, what, what do you do to take yourself away from like all of, like, I'm sure this can be a lot, like, to, you know, what is your like escape, preferred escape? I feel like that's a very personal question. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, gin, gin and tonics. Um, (laughs) one of my preferred, um, (laughs) <laughs> my preferred escape. Uh, funnily enough, I am uh, I'm a graduate student at SFU in equity studies. And so what helps me, what I do to on my off time is I read about things like anti-racism education and, wow. um, you know, anti-ableism education. So, and, you know, like, social education is really in my wheelhouse of things that I'm, I'm into. Yeah. Like, I like when people feel safe and respected and reflected. Right. So that's what that's what I do. That's awesome. Unless you want to know what I do on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So for me, I I work in an office, so you know, uh, routine, procedure, structure. That's you know, I I dig that. I totally get that. But then you know, you have those moments where you're just like can I just have like a 10 second escape into mm-hmm. something else or whatever? So not necessarily, you know, like uh, vices or escapism behavior or anything, but yeah, I don't know, like books. I'm, I'm learning to read again. So that's a good thing. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like reading for the first time in a long time because well, for me, when you have a kid and you get into their schedules, it's like right. you're too tired to read at night. Right. But mine is my my phone addiction. I'm trying to like cut the, the addiction to my phone down mm-hmm. and picking up an actual book with words. High five. <laughs> which yes. is, Way which to is, go. Way to be literate. <laughs> <laughs> which is like really silly to say, but I mean, honestly, no, this, you have to that, be aware. That is like a new reality. And again, we were talking about this before. I want to learn how to write, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. Like, oh, that's yeah, good. <laughs> I think for me, I my five ten minute break are essential oils. I smelled so much like peppermint the other day in my <laughs> office. They were like, "Are you taking a break?" And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> Doesn't everyone smell like peppermint?" Um, but yeah, that's those are my five minute breaks. <laughs> nice. All right, if we're talking we're talking about a five, ten minute break, then my my break is um, I'm doing mindfulness. Oh. Which anybody who knew me like five years ago would be laughing out loud because I just was so anti-mindfulness. But it's super helpful. I'm really digging it. Do a body scan. Nice. My body scan is just perfect. You're really seeing that in the elementary classrooms too. Like I this I don't even know what that is. It's like What's when it? you take a minute, you know, to breathe or to reset oh, your I mind. See. Okay, yeah. and, like and, ground yourself. Yeah, or like um, yeah. you can even do like squeeze breaks or, right. um, ah. you know, just 
take a couple of minutes to listen to what's going on around you. And, and you say you see this in elementary oh, school? Oh, the, the elementary schools, the, the kindergarten teachers, they are amazing with, you know, teaching the kids how to be respectful, mindful, wow. um, be aware of their bodies and taking breaks. It's so different, right? you know, and, and I think it's awesome, right? It's yeah. cool. You know, no and it's in line with the new BC curriculum. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just bringing the outside world into the classroom too, which I think is super cool. You know, right. taking your classroom outside or bringing outside in. So mm-hmm. awesome for us. Gin and tonics, reading, <laughs> mindfulness, <laughs> essential oils. <laughs> we are living our best lives. Yeah, yeah right now. That's hilarious. So, um, do we want to continue on with Quending? Yeah. So, I think we should go to yours because I didn't, I haven't seen this yet, and I don't know if you've seen this, Chanel. So, um, one of the things I've been seeing a lot on my Twitter, I'm a huge Twitter Twitter head, um, is the Rainbow Flag quote reboot unquote. And I'm not sure if you've seen this or not. It's uh, being hailed as a triumph of inclusiveness, but a design disaster. Ooh. <laughs> it's, Is that the one with the triangle on it? Yes. Like, it's got... Yes. Sure, on the video. It's... I don't know if you can see that. Can you see that? Sort of. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, what they're looking at... <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's... So, it's... I'll just read this part, because this part just kind of, like... Blew me away. In the quest to appease... Okay, this is the acronym. L-G-B-T-T-Q-Q-I-A-A-P, which stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, transsexual, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, ally, pansexual. Communities. Communities. Seeking representation. It was designed by uh, Portland designer Daniel Kesar? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And it essentially is the rainbow flag with, um, how would you describe that? Like just... It's like the transgender flag, the trans flag, right? Yeah, the transgender colors. And then there's like a brown stripe and a black stripe, kind of like... (laughs) Like an arrowhead. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just not sure what the brown and black stand for. Oh, I can tell you. Okay. They're, it's to represent um, QT BIPOC people, so uh, queer and trans, um, black, indigenous oh. people of color. Oh. And, and their unique intersectional struggles within the community. You learn well, something new every yeah. day. See, well, I can see that being with the, with the triangle part. Yeah. Like, intersectional, like it's, you know, all, yeah. Okay. But what struck me was, um, last year, I I saw this and everyone was like, no, 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 we don't need that. That is just ridiculous. But this year, now it just seems to take a complete, you know, turn where Mm -hmm. where there's more positive conversation, more positive reception, kind of like, this is actually, this is what we need. And not to say that this is going to replace the rainbow flag, mm-hmm. but it's just like an ad- add-on or an ad piece to... It's progression. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... It's growth. 
It's inclusion. It's inclusion. <laughs> but it's hella ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. And I feel like it needs to be coming into some sort of. But and then wave. you see, there was like I a. Know. I saw another design where they have the brown and the black stripes above the rainbow flag, but with without the the transgender mm-hmm. colors. But yeah, for for what it symbolizes, yes, I think it's amazing. But yeah, like you said, it's. I, I'm not grooving on the. On the they need to flesh out the design a bit more. Yeah. There's something there, but. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, even with, like, the black and brown stripes on the other side, like, the trans colors. Mm-hmm. Come in the other way, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I just was kind of, like, um, taken aback by the, the turnaround on the attitude of this, because most of uh, the people were against it. Well, not most of the people. That's quite a yeah. generalization, but... Yeah, let's I like blending. it. Yay. What's yours? Well, my last quending item is, did you happen to see Ellen Page on Stephen Colbert? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I thought it was very, very well done. I cried. Um, yeah, I, there's an emotional piece there. I was really happy to hear her, you know, talk about how she's feeling, about Mike Pence and the Trump government about her marriage to her wife um, and also touching on hearing First Nations on national television, like just touching on those topics in Nova Scotia and marginalized people and the impact. I, I thought it was amazing. What, yeah. did, what did you think? I mean, I was proud of our little Canadian queer. Yeah. I know, um, and she's so tiny. And she had that big... <laughs> dotted outfit on her or it was plaid or something but i was just like wow she packs a punch (laughs) she definitely has a presence yeah um and she didn't talk at all about her new show which i'm totally going to check out now It, it took up all of her time but i love the ending which was um you know, she was lucky to have the time to talk about those issues. Yeah. And that she has the privilege to yeah. say it and that it needs to blank, blank, stop. Yeah. So. And to be heard. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I kind of was almost cringing just at the beginning because the audience didn't know how to take her. So they didn't know if she was making a joke or not. So they kind of chuckled at some things. And yeah. Like, okay, that's fair, I guess. But. I, I th- I think she took everyone by surprise, but yeah. it was good. What is her, the name of her new show, anyway? The Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Have you seen her other one, The Gaycation? Yes. Yeah. I wish I was the Gaycation host. <laughs> like, maybe maybe we could do that. <laughs> Take the show on the Gay-cation road. Gaycation North. <laughs> yeah. We'll drive from Prince Rupert to Terrace. <laughs> Talk to people in between. <laughs> I'm coming in May. I'm like, let's do this. I'm coming yes. in May. I can be your co-host for the, the first episode. Yeah, there you go. We could maybe launch our, our YouTube channel then. <laughs> Things are getting bigger and bigger. Um, yeah, and that's the exciting piece is um, I feel super lucky that I get to work with you and collaborate with you. You're also going to be coming back up to the north. Um, we'd love to do a part two if 
Yeah. If you're like, into that. In person. In person. Um, I would love that, but I'm going to say that you have to take me fishing first. <laughs> that's going to be like, that's my bargaining chip. All right. We will. What, what, okay. What if, what if you just received some fish if we couldn't take you fishing? Okay. I would also accept that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that, would, I don't know, is that more tangible than the other? No, I, I actually have a really good fishing connection. Oh, and sweet. I think I can make it happen. Oh. I'll connect Ooh. and may is usually a really great month in prince rupert so i will work on that 100 percent. and yeah good yeah good halibut mm-hmm. time, right? yeah my goal is to get a halibut that's bigger than i am <laughs> <laughs> well i've seen some fishing charter fishing charter businesses you know with holding up their the halibut mm-hmm. stuff they're huge they're really hard to reel in i have to yeah. wear a belt that's I have kinda... to wear the belt where you put the pole in the belt and then you got to like, you just wait. You you laugh at the belt now, but. Like, has anyone ever been pulled in? I've had to stop because I feel like my muscle is going to pop <laughs> and pass it on for a couple of reel-ins. Oh my God, so hilarious. We will definitely do that and. Thank you so much for being on yes. Rainbow Nation. And Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I look forward to sharing this interview. And we have to finish off with a selfie, too. Yeah. So it's going to be kind of awkward because, well, it worked last time. Yeah. Basically, we, we go behind... Yeah, we you. go behind the camera with our phone. You'll see. You'll laugh. You'll see in a couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so everyone's going to get to see your, your kale shirt. Your yeah. Shirt. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Just wait. You're okay. still there, right? Absolutely.